from behind to beat the Philadelphia 76ers. A different script every night, it feels like. In the 19 of 20 games the Jazz have won tonight, the script is that of Jordan Clarkson scoring 40 points in an offensive onslaught and a math win for the Utah Jazz as they defeat the Philadelphia 76ers despite a career night from Ben Simmons, a massive performance from Tobias Harris as the Sixers playing without Joel Embiid played the style that makes it actually difficult for the Jazz. They were able to overcome it with a massive offensive performance and a starring role, Jordan Clarkson. But to me, one play told the story of the fabric of the Utah Jazz. We'll talk about that and the win coming up on Postcast. I'm David Locke. This is Postcast. It's live for you at Locked On Live on Twitter. On Hi. Welcome. See ya. Win 19 to 20 and the crazies are out. Uh, this is live on Locked On Live. The show is also live on YouTube. The live is also live on Facebook and at DLock09 on Periscope. We are looking forward to getting your questions coming into the show today. The Jazz win. Uh, They're now 17-0 when they go on a 10-0 run, which I always like to talk about. They got that run uh, today as well. Here's, here's the play to me that told the story of the night. I'll have to find the exact circumstance. But the thing that jumps out about the Jazz and the way they're playing late in games is the connectivity, the fabric, the togetherness, the lack of selfishness, what Quinn calls the obvious unselfishness. The score is 123-116. A minute before had been the only possession all game in the second half where Philadelphia was actually within two possessions. The Jazz bring it down. Danny Green misses a three. The Jazz bring it down the floor. At this point of the game, Royce O'Neal is 0 for 4 from 3. Zone defense, possession's kind of struggling. Philly's gone to his own late. And Donovan Mitchell with what I think, if I look at it right, was about five, four or five seconds on the shot clock, swings it around the zone to Royce O'Neal. O'Neal is 0 for 4 from 3 at the point, and the pass is made to Royce, and there's no question Royce has to shoot it. There's four on the shot clock, and he buries the three. And it's the ultimate play of what this team is right now. Donovan wasn't thinking to himself, it's within seven, we're playing the Sixers, I got to be on ESPN, I got to make the play, I don't trust my teammates. It was the exact opposite. It was the fabric and essence of what this basketball team is right now. It goes back to the Boston game. The baseball pass to Boyan. The pass to Clarkson for the three he missed. The pass to Joe for a three he missed. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that Royce made the shot. It has to do with the fact that Donovan Mitchell made the pass to Royce O'Neal and basically said, I trust you. I believe in you. You're my teammate. I don't care that you're 0 for 4. You're the open play. I believe in you. Shoot it. And he made it. And the reason he made it is because Donovan said all those things that I won't repeat again. But that's the essence of what this team is right now and what makes them so special is that tissue. It's that when Jordan Clarkson is rolling, Jordan Clarkson gets the rock. And when Donovan's rolling, Donovan gets the rock. And then when Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert, they're the number one pick and roll combination in the entire NBA right now. 
are rolling early in this ballgame to keep the Jazz in it while there's an unbelievable onslaught coming from the Philadelphia 76ers who scored on 16 straight possessions tonight. And while that onslaught's going on, Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert are playing a two-man game and Donovan's letting it go on. Honestly, a lot of this comes back to the kid. Like, the kid got welcomed into the franchise when they needed him so badly and they all welcomed him and he's now welcoming them back. It actually kind of goes back to that rookie year where Donovan used to talk about the veterans are so good to me. He's now being so good to the veterans. Because in a day and age where Donovan's not getting mentioned for MVP, there's only one reason Donovan's not getting mentioned for MVP. He's not averaging 29, 30 points a game. Donovan can average 29, 30 points a game. He doesn't pass to Royce O'Neal. He doesn't pass to Boyan Bogdanovich. He doesn't pass to Jordan Clarkson. Quite honestly, it's why the MVP conversation is so jacked up. That wasn't the word I was going to use, but I realized I was on the air. But that's the payback that's going on here. That's the fabric. That's what makes this thing magical right now, is that connectivity of this team. Donovan's willingness to make that pass. But don't kid yourself. Donovan's averaging 24 points, about five rebounds, five assists. If he's averaging 35 and five, he's an MVP candidate. We're not winning nearly as much, though. But that's the game we're playing. All right, let's get your thoughts. That play to me, everything about the night. So a lot of other plays. Ben Simmons was amazing. Philadelphia played in a style we can't, if we got a weakness, it's when teams just go one-on-one on us. We couldn't guard Tobias Harris. We couldn't guard Ben Simmons and Dwight Howard's offensive rebounding meant Rudy he had to stay close to the basket. We, we had no answer. We had no answer defensively tonight. So we just put up an offensive rating of 132. Kasten says, I would like to remind anyone who forgot the Jazz don't have their all-star starting point guard right now. That is true. Michael, nice adjustment after a concerning first quarter defensively. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. We got it down to 122 um, from 170. They, at the second time out, they led 36-27. They were averaging more than two points of possession. They went for like nine, ten minutes of this game and scored more than two points a possession. And somehow we all kind of knew, oh, the Jazz are coming back. The Jazz win pretty, the Jazz win ugly, but they have been punishing teams. This game was not close. Philadelphia had the ball once with inside two possessions in the entire second half. It was a six-point game. Joe hit a three, got it to nine, and there was only one possession the entire game where they had it within six points. Antonio says, hopefully Conley's back for the Clippers games. I don't know what the status on that is. Jason, another math problem. Bogey can go 0 for 6, but as a team, we shoot enough to get our average and dominate 3. Did Bogey really go 0 for 6 tonight? That's insane. I mean, I've said this all year long. We should be shooting more threes because every time we get it up to 45, we get to 40%. If you go look, do a little chart. Go look at our three-point percentage based on amount of attempts. The more attempts we get, the higher our percentage rises. The, we just keep working it all the way up, and we get closer to our average every time. We got right on our average tonight, 40, 43s, 40%. Jazz could have been on a 20-game win streak if Denver doesn't have an out-of-their-mind game. That is so true, Ryan. And that, that, that loss to me, actually, as time has gone on, that loss has made the Jazz more and more impressive to me. Like, if what it takes to beat us is to go 8 of 8 from 3 in the first and to go, like, 
and to go, what was it, 15 of 17 in the first half from three and have your best player drop 47, and that's what it takes to beat the Jazz, it's a pretty good sign. Jazz got an absolute steal with Royce O'Neal's new contract. The guy's a stud. Yeah, I got to give a lot of credit and belief, and the coaches show today with uh, Quinn was interesting, worth going to listen to a Utah Jazz radio podcast about Royce in his second year as a starter and second year as a defensive stopper and how he's evolved into that. I, that, I got to give them credit for seeing that. That is, that is terrific. Um, Clarkson's a baller. Best bench pickup. How, did, how does he do it? I don't know how he does it, but tonight he was amazing. We had to have it. They were switching everything, so then you just get into one-on-one matchups. A lot of people have compared us to the Atlanta Hawks, that 60-win team. The area where we're different than them is they only had one one-on-one player on their entire team. You know, they had Damari Carroll, and they had Millsap, and they had Corver, and they had Horford, but they didn't have Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, and Donovan Mitchell who could just beat you one-on-one. Michael Van Orden says, what are Ingles' stats as a starter versus Conley's as a starter? It seems like they're both excelling. We know why, right? You know why everyone looks good as a starter? They play with Rudy. The number one pick and roll in the NBA for the first part of the year was was Conley and Gobert. The number one pick and roll in the NBA right now is Ingles and Gobert. What's the common thread? I mean, it's two great ball handlers, but it's also Gobert. It might be two left-handers, by the way, getting Rudy on the roll with his right hand at the basket rather than his left hand at the basket, too. Just a thought. And I'll bet you Quinn's known that the whole time. Why did the Jazz give Ben Simmons so much space? Because he can't shoot. And so the idea is that you give him that space. The problem is he's got to get up on him. Then he goes, by you. Ben Simmons is amazing. You can get wherever he wants to go with the ball in any game. JJ, thanks for the note. I saw that we had a 10-0 run. I knew we were going to win. 6-17-0, I think it is now. Justin Sweeney wrote a novel in the thing. I love Justin Sweeney. He used to work for us. Why isn't Booner on postcast anymore? Because social distance, one, he's on the postgame show. And two, social distancing, we can't do it with our, um, so that's why. It's a great question. Yeah, Booner's not on postcast anymore. And why we're taking your questions? Because we have plexiglass between us and we can't do it um, anymore. That way. And he's on postgame TV right now. Thanks very much for tuning in. Locked on Jazz tomorrow. This is postcast. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.